Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And if you thought last hour was good, wait till this hour. And if you want to hear last hour, uh, wait till the show's over and go to the uh, podcast. It's Newsmax.com slash listen, if you would. Bruce Lavelle. Longtime advisor for Donald Trump's going to be uh, joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the E. Jean Carroll uh, verdict that, well, verdict, whatever the hell it was, uh, not convicted of uh, rape, but still got a $5 million settlement. Uh, a lot of questions about that. I'm going to get to that very shortly. I've got some uh, terrific audio from uh, Alan Dershowitz and others very shortly on the show, but clearly another attempted distraction. I had mentioned earlier that I am going to, thinking about allegations of sexual assault against Bill de Blasio in the uh, one of the display windows at Macy's in December of 2022. And the reason we, being is I have uh, more evidence that that happened than E. Jean Carroll did uh, sexually assaulting, by being sexually assaulted by Donald Trump in whatever year. She didn't even know the year. And Donald Trump was one of the biggest celebrities ever. And somehow he went into the changing room with her and then left unnoticed and did i mention that she didn't even know the year no no that's how uh, that's how crooked the uh, doj the uh Alvin Bragg's uh, justice system in New York is that somebody can come up with something that apparently, and from what I can gather and what I have heard, uh, her story was actually lifted from an episode of, what the hell was it, Uh, um, Law and Order. It was a Law and Order episode, uh, and it was about uh, somebody being sexually assaulted in the uh, dressing room at uh, Bergdorf Goodman. And there, there was that. And, and then also she said some crazy stuff, too, like when she tried to hit on Tucker uh, Anderson Cooper, I should say, which, I mean, honestly, you're kind of wasting your time. I mean, you'd have to be really, really good to be a woman who could seduce Anderson Cooper. I mean, if you did, I mean, I'd want to I'd take notes. I think I'm serious. I would want to check that out because you are... Wow. Kaboom. So um, there is this also. And I'm going to get to Tucker Carlson as well. Uh, and uh, what I've said about why Tucker Carlson was let go and uh, Fox's intentions. And uh, the glorious thing is it's all going to do a face plant. And truth is going to win. Absolutely. So um, as a Biden campaign advisor, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who did such a good job covering up all of the foreign money coming in from foreign countries around the world, including our enemies, could suddenly become the Secretary of State. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good payoff for all that effort. Anyway, he uh, emailed to the organizer of the now discredited Hunter Biden laptop letter the key news article used by the 51 U.S. intelligence experts in fall of 2020 to falsely insinuate the computer's contents were Russian disinformation. 
The email was sent from Blinken to uh, former acting CIA director Michael Morell to set to uh, be made public as early as Thursday in an interim report by the House Judiciary and Intelligence Communities. This concludes that the now infamous laptop letter was a political operation to benefit Joe Biden that was disguised to look like the an intelligence security warning. Right. So basically, Blinken got this uh, article from USA Today. I mean, a real credible journalistic uh, endeavor there saying that uh, uh, that eventually be quoted in the letter in one passage that suggested the Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Blinken saw this immediately sent it on October 17th and said a tabloid got a trove of data on Hunter Biden from Rudy Giuliani. Now the FBI is probing a possible disinformation campaign. And that's all that Mike Morrell needed. And he went to the intelligence officials who did not bother to even investigate this at all. They just signed the letter so that Joe Biden could go in the debate and say, well, you know, 51 intelligence uh, officers said that my son's uh, uh, laptop, which I know is absolutely 100 percent right. So does the FBI. They know it's real. But they all signed and said it was Russian disinformation. So there you go. That's what I would call. um, Let's see. Electioneering. Uh, and election interference by the federal government. Isn't that kind of weird? Here is John Solomon. He's got a, a terrific site called Just the News. He's one of the best journalists I have ever followed in my life, and he's really putting the pedal to the metal lately. Here he is talking about the CIA and the FBI being involved in the fake letter created by Anthony Blinken and Mike Morrell to cover up Hunter Biden's laptop, which the FBI knew was legit. Yeah, and keep in mind the CIA is explicitly prohibited from interfering in domestic affairs in the United States. So yeah. if this person, if this a member of the review board did encourage someone to sign the letter or was encouraging people to get involved in the letter signature, that would be a real crossing of the line, according to CIA experts I talked to tonight. Yeah. Uh, even some of the witnesses that Jim Jordan's committee interviewed said, oh, that would be a problem. If they did that, that would be... Oh, no, it's more than a problem. ...a bridge too far. So you've got the CIA over its skis on... On interfering in domestic policy if these allegations are corroborated, which I think Jeremy Jordan has done, and the FBI going around trying to censor people who actually could call into question the CIA letter. Two agencies that don't belong in politics directly involved in the 2020 election. What you are witnessing is the greatest political scandal of our lifetimes. I don't care if you're 90 years old. It's the greatest political scandal of your lifetime. Here's a little bit more about old Tony Blinken and getting this uh, this letter going to uh, at least try to disprove the reality that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. And that one sentence that is put into that letter, the one sentence that the whole media globbed onto, comes from Tony Blinken when he sends a USA Today article to Mike Morell. You now have a copy of it. We shared it with Fox News. That's like the equivalent of sending a People magazine article. A bit ago, this email <laughs> shows uh, Tony Blinken on the night of October 17th, about 10.53 in the evening, Whoa. sending the USA Today article, the only thing that really ever suggested the laptop was Russian disinformation. And that email or that story gets boiled down into the famous line that dismissed the hunter biden laptop as disinformation those 51 intelligence experts had no basis to make that claim 
Tony Blinken gives him a basis by sending him a news article from USA Today, which, by the way, doesn't turn out to be true either. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say USA Today article? Well, hell, then I'll sign my name to it, even though I was a former CIA director. Because, you know, I mean, USA Today, they're the authority on the news and stuff. <laughs> this is really, really, I mean, it's just uh, it's just mind-blowing. And you couple that with everything else we know. Oh, this is Jim Jordan, by the way. That the Biden campaign, Tony Blinken, called up Mike Morell and said, hey, look into this Russia situation, send him, a, send him a, a story from USA Today. He starts running with it, puts together the letter after the letter is used for what Mike Morell told us was, I want to help Joe Biden in the debate. I want Joe Biden to be the next president. After that debate's over, Mike Morell gets a call from the, from the Biden campaign from Steve Reschetti, and he says, thank you for doing that. The campaign chair, Steve Reschetti, thanks Morell. So that's all what we now have uncovered and put out in this report. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We were told there was no voter fraud in uh, 2020. Well, this isn't voter fraud. No, 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 no. This is actual uh, election interference by federal agencies, including the FBI and CIA. That's, let's say that's a pretty big deal, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you kind of say that's a big deal? I'd say that's kind of a big deal. And uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump is getting uh, gone after uh, on a number of uh, fronts in uh, cases that are uh, nonsensical, uh, twisted, uh, past the statute of limitations. But everything they do is an attempt right now. Everything that's happening with regard to Donald Trump is to prevent him from running again. Because uh, we are seeing the tip of the iceberg as far as how ungodly corrupt our federal government is. I lived in Washington, D.C. I never even imagined. Uh, it, is, it is simply mind-blowing to, uh, to realize how bad things are there, how badly we've been played on everything. And as I said, Washington, D.C., uh, basically people get elected. They go to Washington, D.C. They spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. And really all they are, when they go to Washington, D.C., when they become members of uh, the House, when they become senators, when they become whatever, they essentially become board members on a five to six trillion dollar company. They don't produce anything. All they do is take and they take that money and they distribute it to their friends and they get super, super, super rich. And then when they're done with their tenure as whatever office they've held, then they go work for, you know, big defense. And then they go work for big pharma. And then they go work for big whatever. It, it's quite a deal, isn't it? Isn't it quite a deal? Don't you wish you had that? No, you don't, because you're not a liar and you're not a thief and you're not a criminal. You wouldn't do that. You and I choose to do it the hard way. You and I choose every day to get our butts out of bed and have a cup of cheap coffee and go do whatever it is we do all day until we come home exhausted. That's what we do. We don't get invited to big uh, fancy dinners at Ruth's Steakhouse, looking Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, overlooking the airport, uh, Reagan National in Crystal City. We don't get that. I remember my 40th birthday. I had my birthday party at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse with listeners, a bunch of listeners celebrating my 40th birthday. And we are all sitting there, you know, and I'm like, man, I'll get to eat a Ruth Chris Steakhouse on my birthday. Holy hell, life is good with a bunch of strangers I don't know. But you know what? I'd rather hang out with my listeners than anybody in the world other than my family and, my, you know, immediate family. And we're sitting there and all of a sudden, oh, the, 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 a hush went over the crowd. 
Bosch? And, and I'm like, oh, my God, who is here? It must be somebody famous. It must be like, I don't know, uh, maybe it's uh, 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 Jack Black. I, I'm just pulling names out. Maybe it's The Rock. Maybe The Rock is here or something. You know, because a lot of people, maybe it's Bono. It's Bono from U2. Oh, my God, maybe it's Bono. And I'm, I'm looking around and all of a sudden I look over and I see it. No, it's just Tom Daschle. It's just Senator Tom Daschle, who, who literally stabbed our troops in the back when they were on fa- foreign soil. You know, and, and 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 it was his and his entourage. He's a senator. All he does, he represents you and me, right? And and they escorted him to his table, and there were media there, and there were camera flashes, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And that's kind of when it became crystal clear <laughs> what was going on in Washington D.C. And despite all of the the years of of patriotism that we have felt and, and the immense pride that we have felt in our country is founded. And we should be proud of it, by the way. I would venture to say that there is part of it, and it's almost recently, that we shouldn't be proud of. Weaponizing the Department of Justice against American citizens and its political enemies. Shutting down freedom of speech. The deep state creating a department of disinformation and, and having to shut it down after it was revealed in a committee hearing last year. And after hearing that the Stanford Virality Project and all of these other things happened that shut down free speech. Then we hear from Gabe Kaminsky, hope to get him on, from the Washington Examiner. Newly leaked data show that there was this group called Group M, a major investment group that blacklisted conservative media outlets as disinformation or hate speech before the 2020 presidential election you want to hear uh, what some of those organizations were you want to hear who was uh, who was uh, labeled so that uh, we got blacklisted uh, Breitbart Drudge Drudge is dead National Review Daily Caller Washington Examiner Newsmax the Newsmax is on the list how about that that is kind of crazy kind of crazy isn't it All right, so coming up, I've got some uh, incredible news from the Tucker Carlson front. Uh, why I believe he was uh, fired and where he's going to go, including if you haven't heard his statement from yesterday on Twitter, here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. This is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now we have FJB. It's the Rob Carson Show. I don't know why so many leftists are saying that uh, Donald Trump should not be allowed on CNN tonight. Why is that? You'd think that uh, Donald Trump, he'd be cut and dried, man. They'd want to have him on there as they could crucify him and all that. Uh, But maybe they're just afraid that he will uh, make mincemeat out of them with their arguments. I I, got to tell you, for the first time in a very long time, looking forward to watching CNN tonight for the town hall with Donald Trump. We'll see, man. It it should be pretty fun, shouldn't it? Oh, by the way, um, you know, there's been some talk about Tucker Carlson. He's He's going to Twitter. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the final destination for uh, for uh, Tucker Carlson. Chris Ruddy, uh, the uh, the owner uh, and the CEO of Newsmax, says it's hard to think that uh, Twitter will be Tucker's final destination. We remain open to having a conversation with him. So if you're interested in Tucker Carlson, maybe being on Newsmax, uh, you just need to text the word "event" to three nine seven four seven. Event three nine seven four seven. We're uh, you know. 
uh, kind of interested, I guess. Uh, I'm not a player here, you know, so uh, I can just speculate. But if you want to text, that'd be awesome. By the way, um, Tucker Carlson did say that he is going to be back. He is going to be on uh, Twitter. Let's go ahead and hear some of his message. I may or may not play it in its entirety because chances are you've heard a good share of it. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much now, I want you to listen to him, and I won't interrupt again here. Listen to what he says very carefully, because I'm going to juxtapose it to his last monologue on Fox, which I said probably precipitated his firing. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie. Yep. A lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Oh, yes. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? Jordan Neely, anybody? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? Huh? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at is to die in your sleep. Oh, no, that's the gambler from Kenny Rogers. The best thing you can never mind. This point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. Huh? I wonder who he's talking about there. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. <laughs> Every person who works in English language what? media understands that. Yes. The rule of what you can't say yeah. defines everything. Oh, yeah. It's filthy, really. And it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. You ever notice that uh, all the major networks never talk about vaccine hesitancy or uh, vaccine effectiveness? Because, uh, well, a lot, of, a lot of money spent by big pharma. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Yeah, it's a big one. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Yeah. Twitter is not a partisan site. Oh, but it used to be. Everybody's allowed here. And we think that's a good thing. No, because when uh, when uh, uh, before Elon Musk bought it, you couldn't have an, a conservative opinion on Twitter without being flagged or being taken down. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. Yeah. You see it on cable news. Yeah. You talk about it on Twitter. Yeah. The result may feel like a debate. But actually, the gatekeepers are still in charge. That's 100% true. Now, here's his last monologue. I'm going to play a little bit of this right here. I want you to listen to this whole truth thing, because he was literally talking about Fox. Good evening, and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, sometimes you wonder just how filthy and dishonest our news media are. <laughs> 
You'll be in the shower and you'll think, they're bad, but how bad are they? Told ya! Well, here's one measure of their badness. You can try this at home. Ask yourself, is any news organization you know of so corrupt that it's willing to hurt you on behalf of its biggest advertisers? Anyone who do that is obviously Pablo Escobar level corrupt yeah. and should not be trusted. What would that look like? Yeah, I told you this. I mentioned this. That last monologue, he was breathy. He was uh, he was nervous, and he was saying something. He was, I believe, giving a middle finger to Fox in a very indirect way, and Fox said, "Okay, you're gone." I think the last straw was January the sixth when he was doing the expose, and uh, Chuck Schumer said, "Stop this." And Fox shut down Tucker the next day. All right, we got more on this coming up also. Uh, special guest joining us in a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey guys, it's Carson. Some big news. Former President Trump is urging you to get a copy of David Horowitz's new book. It's called The Final Battle. It's a number one bestseller. The Final Battle reveals a secret plan led by leftists and a new woke generation who want to destroy America, and we know it. Horowitz says they're in schools, our churches, even our military. The Final Battle explains how Joe Biden and the big media want to stop Trump and DeSantis before 2024. Horowitz even names the names of secret players behind it all. Newsmax calls Final Battle the book of the year. I've got a copy of it in my office. Mike Huckabee says he couldn't stop reading it. Get Final Battle in bookstores and check out the free offer and save $28. Just call 800-NEWSMAX, that's 800-NEWSMAX, or go to FinalBattle611.com to get your free copy today. Bruce Lavelle joins us in a second, but first, Jim Gossett. Hunter Biden's in trouble. But and they ought to be scared. Want to see your financials? The judge declared. When they're examined, he won't know what to do. They'll implicate Hunter and the big guy, too, because they're crooked. Come on. Both as crooked as can be. His financial records <laughs> will cause the Biden's misery. Well, they've caused us a lot of misery, I'll tell you that. Hunter's baby mama, Da-da. she took him to court. Cause he's trying to skate on child support. As it turns out... That wasn't too smart. No, not really. Because the judge is going to tear his life apart. Reveal he's crooked. And a whole family. Where this will lead, nobody knows. Hunter Biden's crooked, baby. His dirty deals will be exposed. 
<laughs> Joining us on the Newsmax hotline is Bruce Lavelle. He's a longtime advisor for uh, President Trump. And uh, how you doing today, sir? Hey, man. How's it going? How's I'm sorry you had to... Too, by the I'm, way. I like I'm, that. Oh, thank you. I, I'm I'm sorry that we had such a slow news day to talk today. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So let's talk. Uh, I want to I want to talk initially about the uh, the presser on the Capitol Hill this morning with regard to uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, financial dalliances. Let's just call it that. Uh, did you get a chance to check out any of this? And where do you suppose that we go to this? It sounds like the evidence is getting to be uh, pretty overwhelming of uh, Biden influence peddling. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I just text Byron and, and Comer's office and said, y'all arm up and get more guards around you because uh, <laughs> you just never know with these people. And I say that respectfully because yeah. um, this is a, a generation of, of pay-to-play that's unlike we have ever seen before yeah. in, in my lifetime, you know, uh, for especially a sitting president. And um, it's disturbing because you know what we see, Rob. What the, your listeners and the and the and the world see, well, the world sees. Uh, our foreign adversaries are watching every move, and and it's it's terrible, you know. And it's uh, it's so unfortunate, you know. And you saw the list, and you saw Re- Representative Mace. She basically yeah. was so angry. She's like, "Get off your ASS and yeah. get on this." So um, it, it, it's going to be interesting how it unfolds, and you know. The, the hypocrisy that we're dealing with our justice system, you see what it, when it comes to the Democrats or the Bidens, and you saw what happened to uh, my favorite president yesterday. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm not all the way optimistic. Oh, I understand. I know who's, you know. Yeah. with Garland's office. So we'll, well see. Br- Bruce, uh, you know, I-, I had mentioned that I, I, this is the uh, the worst uh, uh, evidence of corruption we've seen in our lifetimes, even if you're 100 years old. Uh, yeah. Today, uh, we're discovering some things about the uh, Biden influence peddling. And what's even worse is that the CIA appears to be involved. It, it Certainly the FBI is involved, not only in covering up malfeasance, but also electioneering. We see that, uh, that uh, the CIA or a CIA operative was actually involved in Tony Blinken getting a USA Today article to Mike Morrell to create a, a letter signed by 51 intelligence officials yep. to say that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation when the FBI knew it was for real, which Bruce, this says to me, for all of the people who said, oh, 2020, everything's fine. There was no interference. There was interference. We have two major government agencies and the deep state using information control to cover up a story, uh, not only that, but also cover up malfeasance as a, 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 a judicial agency in favor of a candidate, Bruce. We've never seen this before. No. No, and not to mention the influence of the social media empires. Yes. You know, and uh, not to mention the, the, the influence on our regular press, NBC, CBS, ABC, heck, 60 Minutes, Leslie Stahl. <laughs> you know, and the president pushed on her. President Trump pushed on her about that. And she spun it off, and she knew. Yeah. And so that tells you the level of the corruption. It's unfortunate because it's on the backs of the hardworking American citizens. And, you know, this gets back to what I've always said. You know, local elections, uh, you know, matter. Pay attention to the folks who are tied to special interests when they're on that ballot. This is real talk. And, and, you know, we had some great America First candidates that did prevail. But that goes for judges, too, our, our yeah. Superior Court judges, our district attorneys, 
I wrote an op-ed about Alvin Bragg and how the corruption lies on these huge special interest groups, Soros, not the only one, but Soros-type influences of money that go after certain folks. um, And they love to go after black women and men. Yes, I said it. And they say, hey, you want to run for DA, but we need you to go after these guys right here. And how does the district attorney get millions of dollars to run on a regular (laughs) county election seat or what have you? Because there is a mission. There is a goal. And so it goes deeper into that, but it gets back to we the people. Pay attention. Go look at those ballots and who's coming on board, who's trying to run, and go and look at their disclosures and where this money is coming from. Because this this is all across the nation, even on smaller municipalities and smaller city city yeah. councils and yeah. solicitors in certain cities, you know. And so this this is deep, deep, deep. So um, I'm I'm praying, Rob, for the sake know, of our bro. country, for the sake of all the men and women that served, that fought to give us a a, a voice on this radio station to yeah. to uh, disagree and push back on this. But will we be censored? Will we? get the show canceled because we're pushing back against Biden. This is some real serious business. Yeah. Let's talk about the E. Jean Carroll case yesterday. I opened the show by saying that Bill de Blasio sexually assaulted me in a display window at Macy's in December. Uh, And the reason why I said that is because there's more evidence of that because I was in New York. I literally have a picture in front of Macy's. I had more evidence that Bill de Blasio sexually assaulted me than E. Jean Carroll had that she was raped by Donald Trump. Your thoughts on this case and this $5 million settlement in a kangaroo court in New York? Well, just, let's, let, let's go deeper into the jurors. Now, what, where's the mindset? What's the, now, now, granted, when they pull jurors in, and I've always questioned the selection of, of quote, the jury pull anyway. Just, just for FYI, they say it's all random, and you get a random lottery, and they pull it. Eh, I don't know about that. But to have a, a, a case where uh, President Trump says, I don't know who this is. I don't know. I've never seen her before in my life. And she admitted it. And then, and then you know, President Trump's attorney show where there was this actual play, pay, play by by that she took a script from Law & Order. That yes. was identical to an actual <laughs> yes. scene in the show, TV, popular TV show, Law and Order. Yeah. And admitted to Anderson Cooper, you know, that, well, it wasn't, it was just, it just hurt. Hurt what? Yeah. So um, it's such a travesty. This, this tells you how deep, how they've gotten to our very own uh, jury, jury system, jury selection, Rob. Yeah. Look how deep this is. It is. Uh, it's remarkable. You got this on the heels of the Alvin Bragg uh, case, which was uh, literally created out of whole cloth, uh, usurping the statute of limitations to come up with a BS yep. charge that Donald Trump had to. Con- yeah, where's that case? Where the hell is the uh, nuclear secrets that were at uh, Mar-a-Lago? I mean, where is all this nonsense? Dear God, how much more can we take, Bruce? I got to tell you, I think the bud's off the rose now. I really, really do. As far as all of this nonsense, uh, and I and I'm hoping and praying that the evidence will become so overwhelming. Uh, along with the collapse of the narrative of disinformation and misinformation, that the truth is gonna that is gonna come out, and and I believe that I don't believe that uh, Joe Biden will be able to complete the campaign, let alone no. run for president. Uh, your thoughts on on all of this that's happening right now in the country? Well, I will say this: stay tuned for a great town hall with yes. President Trump tonight. I'm just going to give all the listeners a head up, heads up about yes. that. That's going to be really good. I've done a few hits on that in terms of what that's going to look like. And, you know, who's better at dealing? And people forget he's been out here for 50 years, you know, in the press. He's dealt with it. 
So my, my prayers are that this is that the truth will come to light. Uh, yeah. that, that's my optimism there. I really believe that, that God has a certain favor on President Trump. And no, no person could endure this type of, yeah. of, of, you know, you know, craziness, man. Like, just imagine, imagine if it was you or me to have to sit through oh. this when you get lied on and lied on and lied on and lied on time after time. I mean, very few people I know could just withstand this, man. Well, because we don't have we don't have the money and we don't have the wherewithal, Bruce. I mean, honestly, I don't have skin tough enough to handle all the crap that he's been through. I don't have the money. I would have been destroyed completely. I would have been destroyed completely, Bruce. Because I don't have money for this. I don't know, man. I'm gonna give you better credit. You're a stand up guy, man. I think I think God would have your back. I hope so. I'm gonna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend you on that. Uh, I, some kind of, I kind of wonder. Sometimes I look at the sky and I say, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, my, once again, my optimism is that, yeah. you know, the, it's, it's finally time for this. And I've always said this back in 15. I remember being in the spin room and, uh, with Dr. Alveda King, yeah. and I said, you know, there's something about what's going on here. I, I really believe that this is going to be the person that's going to really reveal a lot of the things that, that lingered in the dark that was hurting our great nation. And this is just part of the path. And there's many uh, brave congressmen, men and women, who, who jumped out there. I mean, look at Byron Donald. Man. He yes. really jumped out there and called out the President of the United States and, and Comer and, and Jim Jordan. Think, think how courageous, knowing, Rod, how dark what they're dealing with to be courageous. So there's many, many brave patriots that are stepping forward that are trying to save our great republic. And I commend those and, the, and your listeners, the ones that, that go out there and make a stand uh, in their own communities. We need all hands on deck. So um, I, I think this is what we call the greatest reformation. I call it the control-alt-delete of, of, of our republic. Um, for which it stands, and I think that we're going to come out better at the end of this. I, I, what do you think about uh, What do you think about Tucker Carlson? I want to ask you about that, Bruce. What do you think about Tucker Carlson? He says he's going to go on uh, on uh, Twitter. Leaves a yep. lot of uh, it leaves a lot of uh, things in the open. Of course, Elon Musk is saying he's still going to be subject to the same restrictions. There's no financial uh, uh, thing happening. He's not getting millions of dollars. He's just going to Twitter. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, I think he's saving face, but I think it's a, from an HR perspective, I think it was a horrible move how you push back, you, you just get rid of your number one uh, yeah. uh, moneymaker for your, for your network. And, you know, to, to advertise alone in his show was the highest. You can ask my yeah. buddy Mike Lindell trying to buy uh, ad spots was just like major money to be on that spot. Yeah. And you let him go. And, you know, right after he revealed the, the tapes on the J6 and the other things, you notice how things kind of, like, twisted. And yeah. remember this real quick. Chuck Schumer went on a press conference and demanded the Murdoch boys to get yep. rid of Tucker. Who does yep. that? To a- yep. Bruce, I've been saying this. The reason why Tucker Carlson was fired was because they shut him down on the January the 6th. The Tuesday after that monologue, after that show, he did a a, a ridiculous show, opening the show with a nonsensical trans story, and that was his middle yep. finger to Fox. And then his last monologue, he did effectively a middle finger to Fox, and Fox got rid of him. This was yep. about supposed. This was about insubordination because. Fox was trying to shut him down. They wanted him shut up. They wanted to keep him with the network, but they realized they wouldn't be able to control him, so they fired him. Or no, yeah. they let him. They let him go. They're still paying him. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and you know, and the other thing with that too is like I've always said this too. 
you know, and I've been in business for 28 years, and, I'm, and I've said this when people were getting canceled and, and Jack Dorsey getting people off Twitter and, of course, Zuckerberg's pushing people off Facebook, is the great opportunity is to build your own network, yes. build your own yes. business. Look at Megan Kelly. Look yeah. at us. She has over a million on her podcast. You know, so I always said when just because someone cancels you, push you off, that's an invitation for you to build your own business. That's what makes this great country great is the fact that you can go out and build something bigger and better. Yeah. You know, Bruce, that's, Bruce that's I, was, cool. I, I was selling cars. Okay, I had to sell cars for three years. I get a call from Chris Reddy. He says, where have you been? I said, I've been in a, an abusive relationship with radio for 20 years. <laughs> and, I, and look where I, I built a home studio. I've got a TV show. I've yep. got a radio show. We're still growing. Yep. You're an entrepreneur, yep. my friend. Uh, this yep. is a glorious country, and I think we're on the verge of a new awakening. Listen, we got to run, Bruce, but I really appreciate you joining me. Real quick, real quick, yeah. real quick for your listeners. Please. You saw the video that Tucker revealed on the J6, right? Yes. Stay tuned. There's more coming. I'll just leave it right there on the doorstep. All right, my friend. Are you going to have the green egg going tonight for the uh, the, for the big TV show? Actually, I'm, I'm doing it this weekend. I'm going down to the Florida house, and we're going to chill down there on that green egg. All right, all right. Bruce Lavelle, God bless you, my friend. Uh, I'm very optimistic, and I'm so glad you could join me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Thanks for All right, me. let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. You heard it first right here. Bruce Lavelle, former aide to uh, Donald Trump, says much more is coming with regard to January the 6th footage. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, Tucker Carlson said he's going to go to Twitter. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how exactly he monetizes that to the tune of $20 million a year. Uh, we still are asking you at Newsmax if you'd like Donald Trump on Newsmax. You know, maybe he could do both. Who the hell knows? Uh, anyway, if you want to uh, just text the word event to 39747, event to 39747, uh, please do so. Megan Kelly was on with uh, Eric Bowling, who, by the way, whose ratings have gone through the ceiling. Because, A, he does a great show, and, B, Tucker Carlson was fired by Fox. And here was what Megan Kelly had to say about uh, what Tucker should do right now. Because here's the deal. Tucker's being paid. Tucker hasn't been fired. Tucker Carlson still technically is an employee of Fox. But they're paying him to keep him quiet. He should breach, and he should walk away, and he should say, keep your $30 million. I'm going to get my voice out there. Go ahead and sue me. And the, the only issue would be... The, the non-compete, the attempt by Fox to silence him and keep his audience away from him for the next year and a half. It would be until January of 2025. He would miss the entire election. Huh. And so let that be the issue that they're fighting over. Does Tucker need to stay silent even though he gave back the 30 million or doesn't he? As Fox bleeds out in the primetime ratings, let's see how that goes for them. See if its audience rewards them uh, for doing that to the audience. That's about hurting the audience as much as Tucker, and I think it's a fight he should relish. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple ways that um, uh, some companies will keep you silenced, and, and uh, by and large, it's because, uh, you know, if you've been on a radio station for a number of years and you're let go because whatever reason, uh, there's a no-compete, you can't compete for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or whatever, and there's another way they can keep you quiet, and that is by continuing to pay you. 
and that's what they're trying to do here with Fox. But unfortunately, Tucker's in a position whereas <laughs> I wish I were in that position, not here because I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm not told what I could say. But if I would, uh, you know, have enough money that I would say, hey, you know what, screw the $30 million. I'm just going to go ahead and do what I want to do. That's a pretty cool place to be in. Here's a little bit more from Megyn Kelly last night on Newsmax with Eric Bully. Fox is trying to silence one of the main voices yeah. in America on political commentary for, for nothing, just because it's worried about its bottom line. He gave back the money. They fired him. They don't even argue, Eric that they had cause. They're not arguing this is a four-cause termination, notwithstanding what you've read in the papers. They haven't said that. If this was a four-cause termination, they would have fired him, and they would have stopped paying him. They didn't do that. They just canceled the show for absolutely no reason, yep. and now we're trying to keep him muzzled so that he can lose all of his popularity with his audience while they try to rebuild their prime time. Yeah, pretty much. And here is how NBC is freaking out over Tucker going to Twitter. Okay. Well, listen, Twitter was already under fire from misinformation, disinformation, all-out lies, anti-Semitism. Right. No, no, not at all. You're a liar. They were a left-wing tool until Elon Musk bought them. Before Elon Musk took over. Now you're wrong. And now it's gotten kind of crazy, right? Seemingly unmoored, uh, if you will. Will anybody be able to police what Carlson says? Mm. Or is this the point? It's just a free-for-all. Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's going to be a free-for-all. Uh, sorry, you lose. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. Man, oh man, this has been a big day as far as news is concerned, as far as the SS Titanic. Its wider, watertight compartments are leaking, and the uh, the ship is definitely nose down, butt up in the air, which is not a very pretty picture. If you want to hear the podcast of today's show and share it with others, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, we just got some news. Uh, who, who said it? Uh, Good Pod says that we're number 20 in the top 100 entertainment news chart as far as uh, downloads are concerned. Number 26 in the top 100 daily news chart. I don't know what it means, but apparently there are a lot of people listening. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as people kind of uh, uh, get to know the show, and, and right now we're on about 40 uh, stations around the country and growing, by the way, and growing. And, uh, and the more that uh, people discover the show, the more they realize not only you're going to get leading edge opinion, uh, which is way ahead of everybody else in a lot of cases, uh, but also uh, some humor, some, uh, some comedy as well, when, when it's appropriate, because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of times it's just not and uh, we've learned today so far that the uh, the Biden family got all sorts of money from our foreign adversaries, $10 million received by Biden family members from foreign actors, including a million dollars from Romanian-linked payments uh, and a web of 20 LLCs that the Biden family put together so they could effectively launder the money from our uh, enemies. And uh, a lot of this happened while Joe Biden was the vice president. That's pretty interesting. We also know that the CIA... 
uh, conspired with the FBI to cover up Hunter Biden's laptop, call it Russian disinformation. They even uh, uh, worked with the uh, DHS to create a Department of Disinformation where they did everything they could to shut down the story, even though they knew it was true, just in time for the 2020 election. And, uh, and that's election interference, kids. That's, uh, that's election interference by two major players in the uh, deep state, the FBI and the CIA. And this means that uh, some people need to go to jail. Uh, and this also means for every person who's ever gaslit me about doubting Hunter Biden's laptop or, or, or Russian disinformation or all the nonsense, uh, you know what? You can KMA, baby. As far as I'm concerned, you can KMA because I was right on all of it. And if you listen to the show, you know it as well. You know it as well. So uh, not a good day for, uh, for Joe and Hunter, the Biden uh, family. I, I also I, I mentioned this last hour. I'm talking about uh, Tucker Carlson and Tucker Carlson saying he's going to go to Twitter. And, uh, and I had mentioned uh, Tucker's final monologue, and I, and I just spoke to Bruce Lavelle, longtime uh, confidant of, uh, of Donald Trump. And he basically reinforced what I've been saying, that Fox News essentially shut down the January the 6th story that Tucker Carlson was pursuing because Chuck Schumer demanded in the well of the Senate that Rupert Murdoch kill the story. Kill the story. And the story died the next day. And I also mentioned that Tucker's monologue the next day was nonsensical. It was, uh, it was a non- the, whole, the whole show was a non sequitur. It was a, an open to story about a foolish story about transgenderism that nobody cared about. Went to a, a story at about the 35 where he's doing, he does a lot of animal stories at 35 after. Somebody, I guess some, somebody tested that and said, oh yeah, people like animals. So Fox said, hey, you got to do an animal story. And so he did a live shot with some farmers who had a couple cows escape before going to the slaughterhouse. And then at the very end of the cast, he actually mentioned an important story from the day and I thought somebody told him to shut up and he's given him the middle finger that's what I thought and then the monologue his last monologue and I'm going to play the, again I'm going to play a little bit of it and I noticed that he was very breathy I noticed that he he was a little more uptight than he usually is and I believe that he was responding to an, inter- an internal uh, struggle within the company, to shut him up, and he was relenting against them. Listen to him, real careful. That level of corruption. I started again. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Sometimes you wonder just how filthy and dishonest our news media are. You'll be in the shower and you'll think they're bad, but how bad are they? Now, that is uh, part of his last monologue. Here's a little bit more of uh, his past monologue, and then I'm going to juxtapose it with what he said on Twitter yesterday. Thank heaven Fox News never did anything like that, but the other channels did. The other channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies, Uh and then they shilled for their sketchy products on the air. And as they did that, they maligned anyone who was skeptical of those products. At the very least, this was a moral crime. It was disgusting, but it was universal. It happened. Here's another thing that he did on that last night where he segued into uh, what's going on in Ukraine and RFK Jr. Here you have a Democratic president gone completely off the rails, completely with existentially dangerous consequences, prosecuting a war that can only hurt the United States, a war with no upside. Huh. It is awful to watch, but it is not without precedent. 
Something similar happened 55 years ago in 1968, another remarkably turbulent and ugly year in American history yeah. that has many parallels to this. That spring, in March of 1968, Robert F. Kennedy Sr., the former attorney general, the brother to the slain president, announced his candidacy against the incumbent, fellow Democrat Lyndon Johnson. And the overriding issue then, as now, was a pointless war then in progress. This now I want you to listen to Robert Kennedy in 1968, just months before he was assassinated. And I want you to hear the struggles that the country was facing. This is 55-ish years ago, and nothing has changed. This is from Robert Kennedy Sr.'s announcement. I am announcing today my candidacy for the presidency of the United States. I run to seek new policies, policies to end the bloodshed in Vietnam and in our cities, huh. policies to close the gaps that now exist between black and white, huh. between rich and poor, huh. between young and old, in this country and around the rest of the world. I run for the presidency because I want the Democratic Party and the United States of America to stand for hope instead of despair, yeah. for reconciliation of men instead of the growing risk of world war. Well, that's kind of interesting, isn't that? It almost kind of mirrors what's going on in the country today, isn't it? 55 years later. Yeah, these are the things that I notice. You know, these are the things that happen when you pay attention. And here is NBC. They're freaking out because Tucker Carlson is going to go to Twitter. Now, I played a little bit of this last hour. Twitter was a swamp. Uh, Elon Musk came in. Uh, Twitter had been used by the FBI, by the deep state, by the DHS to censor conservative speech. That's without question. It's without question. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook ostensibly was created to uh, elect uh, Barack Obama. We know that thanks to Matt Taibbi, thanks to the Twitter files and all that. We know that all of these, all of these um, social media players were in bed with the Democrat Party. But I want you to listen to MS, or NBC. They're trying to make it sound like Twitter has always been a place where conservatives and white supremacists went, when in fact it has always been nothing more than a leftist faculty lounge. Okay, well listen, Twitter was already under fire from misinformation, disinformation, nope. all-out lies, nope. anti-Semitism, racism, nope. before Elon Musk took over, and now it's got... That's, a, that's an absolute lie, it's a fabrication. Kind of crazy, right? Seemingly unmoored, uh, if you will. Will anybody be able to police what Carlson says? Police what Carlson says. You have no right in a country that has the First Amendment to police a damned freaking word anybody has to say mm. or is this the point it's just a free-for-all i think this is the point it is a free-for-all it's what elon musk wants to provide this move by tucker may cement the idea of twitter as a right-wing website no it, you know and this is what happens when you get your ass kicked and that's what's happening with the mainstream media right now they had twitter they had facebook they had the dhs they had the fbi they had the cia they had everything they wanted and now they don't so now they're doing their typical passive-aggressive crap, trying to pin something on us that they have perpetrated on us. Give me a break. This is uh, Brian Stelter before he was fired. Before he was fired because he has terrible ratings and a terrible show and all of his opinions are wrong. Here is Brian Stelter responding when Elon Musk bought Twitter originally. Look, who knows? I, I think that's a... Uh, that's a 
that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you, uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Hell yeah. Or are you going to decide to stay home? Here he is. He's already trying to say, you really don't want to go there because there's a lot of people there who are going to be expressing their opinion. And a lot of that's going to be misinformation and disinformation. In other words, we don't have control of it, so you probably don't want to go there because we don't have uh, you know, everybody controlling all conservative thought anymore, so you probably don't want to go over there. And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea yeah. that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what, what happens to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the right. advertisers stay away? What does that do? To yeah, well, you know, they've got a, a government players trying to shut down advertising. They, they did it with uh, major uh, media outlets like Newsmax, the uh, disinformation index, all of this nonsense. I mean, honestly, it's remarkable. It is remarkable that we, you and I, have been able to uncover truth in all of this. Uh, you know, if, if we were in the, if we didn't have the First Amendment, honestly, we wouldn't be having this discussion. And they really, I mean, they really did a number on the First Amendment. The federal government did a number on the First Amendment. And they worked with private industry who marched with them, became Pravda, became Izvestia, became government media. And they went along with it. That's the crazy thing. They went along with it. Let me go to Aaron in Bel Air, Maryland. Aaron, welcome to the show, man. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. So uh, what Brian Stelter said when Elon bought Twitter is that he wouldn't go to a freedom party where there's cocaine and escorts. <laughs> yes, okay. But anyway, I wanted to ask you this, since you have some inside baseball knowledge of how the system yeah. works. Yeah. With Tucker going to no competing network, potentially, and we're speculating, of course, and going to a pure online distribution platform that is solely a website, does he circumvent his non-compete clause? Well, Aaron, you know, there's a lot of questions about that because we do live in a brave new world as far as publishing. And I'll tell you, the last time I was fired was 2016. And things have changed since then. I have heard that the digital platform is not covered. And how uh, Fox was going to get past that is by continuing to pay him. Megyn right. Kelly is saying, screw your $30 million, and I'm going to go for it. So, well, and that's... That, and that's that's the tactical move that Tucker makes, and that's why they're so terrified of him, because he is so common sense and sensible that he all he does is really ask the Socratic method questions that need to be asked in the open sphere to generate the debate that absolutely, absolutely terrifies the regime. Well, absolutely, Aaron, and that's what I've been saying on my show uh, the last uh, few years that I've been on here, is that uh, you have every right to your opinion. There's no such thing as misinformation and disinformation. People can decide whether you're telling the truth or not. And then if, you're, if you've got a legitimate news media, they can actually investigate whether you've, shut, you've, you've told the truth rather than trying to shut down your conversation before it starts. And, and I've never been afraid to do that. A lot of people have shied away from all of the big topics that were labeled misinformation and disinformation. And I said nonsense. There is well, nonsense. Go ahead. If you go back 10 years to, well, 10 plus years to when Twitter basically was an infant in, in the web world, I mean, you had bands of roving online bots that were, were Democrat operatives that would legit report people to try and silence them. 
So this is nothing new that, you know, to, to then roll it over to the uh, the Intel community and have their private partnership and to lose their ability now to be able to control the narrative and control just what's talked about and completely dismiss. I mean, here, here's a for instance. Have you heard anywhere about the Epstein releases of, of the, the facts that were just released, like, within the last week? I started to see that pop up. And I questioned where was it even coming from all of a sudden. It wasn't even in any news cycle, not even Citizens Free Press had it posted on their stack. You know, So these are the things that I think that if you get somebody like Tucker away from, not that he's going to run down that rabbit hole, but if you get away from the, the corporate censors, you're going to give him such a free platform and ability to shape the actual legitimate um, discussion of the country at the most critical time. All right, Aaron, I appreciate the phone call. Basically, what we're saying is anything the government or the mainstream media says is misinformation or disinformation, go the other direction, and you'll find the truth. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, Joe Biden, this is a headline to come to the UK Daily Mail. Finalizes screeching migrant policy U-turn to fend off illegal aliens in Trump-style plans he decried in 2020 as Title 42 expires tomorrow and thousands more stream over the border. Uh, too uh, little too late, my friend, begin the impeachment proceeding, uh, proceedings for Alejandro Mayorkas and you. Yeah, the Biden administration considering implementing comprehensive asylum restrictions, ensuring the swift deportation of migrants who cross the border after 9 million people have uh, come across the border. Uh, I did see an interesting video <clears throat> this morning with uh, Tucker Carlson. There's a lot of uh, debate as to why. The uh, Democrat Party is uh, is doing this, uh, and and I've kind of uh, I, I haven't really settled on an exact reason. I know that the number one, it's chaos and destruction of the country is founded. But here is what Tucker had to say about what's going on at the southern border the last two and a half years. Here are the numbers you need to understand. Yale University released a study last week by three researchers, all of them liberal, I believe, who concluded that the actual number of illegal aliens in this country is not 11 million; it's north of 22 million. 22 yeah. million. Mm. Fact one. Fact two. The Democratic Party is now, as a matter of policy, calling for the legalization of all illegals in this country. Citizenship voting rights. 22 million new voters. Fact mm -hmm. three. The overwhelming majority of first-time immigrant voters vote Democrat. Fact four. The largest margin in American presidential history was 17 million votes. 1980 election. Rather, 1984 election between Mondale and, and, and Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. 17 million. You would add to our voter rolls. 22 million at least permanent electoral majority in perpetuity that's what this is about it's not yeah. about making the country better yeah. serving our labor needs oh, yeah. helping the population it's about putting democrats in power forever yeah how do you feel about being a part of this this party you can't win with ideas so you have to cheat like this how, how do you feel being a democrat uh, knowing that the dhs and, and the deep state uh is uh is ruining the lives of people for expressing a different point of view. How do you feel about that, guys? Uh, if I were a Democrat, I'd be pretty ashamed. But, you know, most Democrats, or at least the people in power, have no shame. So it looks like Joe Budd has finalized Trump-style plans to stop illegals coming across the border less than 48 hours before Title 42 expires. Again, too little, too late. Almost identical to a law which was introduced by the Trump administration, which he decried by Biden at the time, it required migrants to request refugee status in another country like Mexico. Stay in Mexico, in other words. That's what they're trying to do. But Joe Biden this morning is saying, oh, it's going to be chaotic for a while. 
Well, you know what? You started the chaos, fool. You're the one who started the chaos. Uh, let's go to Nick in Sparrows Point. Hello there, Nick. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's hey. on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Uh, great show. Um, I've got about a minute, so here we go. Um, if you go back on YouTube, there's some clips of RFK on the old Merv Griffin show where he talks about you know what, what you just talked about, ending the war, and also talking about bringing back these cities. And he mentioned Baltimore, which is where I'm at now. Um he talks just like Donald Trump. You juxtapose that to what's going on today. You get the same thing going on right now, and it's a battle between you know what we what we should have and what we have now. What we had under Trump, as opposed to what we have now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you know, people better wake up. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh... It's frightening. Uh, it's frightening. Uh, when I played earlier, I'll try to find it again here. RFK in 1968 talking about an undeclared war. Uh, RFK talking about the decay of the cities, the separation of our people by race, uh, all of the things that are happening right now in the United States of America. Right. And you, we, know, we know what happened to RFK. We know right. what happened to the country. Right. Um, so, you know, food for thought. Um, the deep, but the I'll, deep state wants, wants these wars. I mean, this is, the, this is what they've wanted all along. And it all goes back to November 63. All right, my friend, I got to go. Thanks for the phone call. Do appreciate it, Nick. Uh, we've got much more coming up, including Liz Cheney. She's uh, put together a campaign ad for 2024. I know. That's already a giant waste of money. This is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. I feel like such a failure. And uh, before you fill in the blank, last night I was supposed to, because my, my Christmas present was uh, was tickets to see uh, Tenacious D in concert. And we had thunderstorms in the area. And they pushed back the start time of the show to 8.30. And then uh, there was thunderstorms and stuff. And then uh, there was an opening band, so the, the band wouldn't probably take stage till 10. And so I bagged on it. Yeah, I know. I know. If it were not a Tuesday night and if I were 27 versus 57, I probably would have gone. Probably would have gone. I really wanted to see the show, but, uh, you know, that's what it is. That's what it is and what it is. I remember uh, my wife when we first started dating. We'd, we'd go out at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. That's when we went out. <sighs> but these things happen. So uh, Liz Cheney. Uh, who pledged last summer to do whatever it takes to stop former President Donald Trump from retaking the White House, rolled out an anti-Trump video in New Hampshire yesterday. So the reason why she did it was because she was floating a trial balloon. I, 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 I mean, it's laughable that, I mean, could there be any more uh, tone-deaf um, response to a desire for anyone to, for her to run to president for president? It'd be like... I don't know. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Nobody wants her to run. She got beaten by 40 points in Wyoming, uh, and it is no longer in politics. And she did a face plant with this bogus kangaroo court of the uh, January 6th committee. But she decided to run this. Yeah, I'm going to run a little bit. of This is her ad. It's called Risk. This is her Risk. 
Donald Trump is the only president in American history who has refused to guarantee the peaceful transfer of power. Joe Biden he lost the election and he knew it. To become the president. He betrayed millions of Americans by telling them the election we was stolen. Stop. No, 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 he didn't actually. And, and you guys impeached him for it and it was proven that he didn't. The he ignored the rulings of dozens of courts. Rather, no, no, no. They, they, they said they didn't have standing. They never heard the evidence. Then accept his defeat. He mobilized a mob to come to Washington and march on the Capitol. No, no, no. They all came there because they had questions about the election. A million people, and they were infiltrated by uh, Antifa, terrorists, the FBI, the CIA. You're not mentioning the CIA's involvement here. In, in for instance, the 51, the intel letter, you know, saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, even though the FBI knew it wasn't, it was real. You should not mention it that. Then he watched on television while the mob attacked law enforcement, invaded the Capitol, and hunted the vice president. And hunted the vice president. No, no, they, they didn't actually. And, and uh, they were led inside and there was no damage to the interior of the building. He refused for three hours to tell the mob to leave. There has never been a greater dereliction of duty. No, no, he did. He actually told them. In fact, uh, the guy who they just let out of jail because Hunter or Tucker Carlson exonerated him, Jacob Chensley, uh, he actually was standing in front of a door saying, the president's telling you guys got to go home. By any president. Trump was warned repeatedly that his plans for January 6th were illegal. He didn't care. And today, he celebrates those who attacked our capital. Donald Trump has proven... Yeah, you know, it's not going to work here, Lizzie. And, and you know what's really not going to work? The sound of your voice is not going to work. It's not going to help to uh, cover up your lies and your BS. And the fact that you made a fool of yourself, made an absolute fool of yourself with the uh, January the 6th hearings that turned up nothing. Not one little thing. Not in the slightest. No! Not at all. Nice try, though. I think it's uh, it's laughable. I think it's laughable that she's not only wanting to parrot a bunch of crap and a bunch of lies, but also that she's willing to show her face in public after getting destroyed in Wyoming. And then the kangaroo court shown what a joke it was, despite the millions of dollars, uh, despite all the nonsense that she's been behind, that she still shows her face in public or even wants her voice to be heard, is pretty, uh, is pretty tone deaf. Oh, this is kind of funny. Um, it looks like Gavin Newsom is not down. That means uh, doesn't agree with the idea of reparations for uh, people of color in California, mostly because there was no uh, slavery in California. So Gavin Newsom uh, has poured cold water on the idea that black residents of the state could receive million-dollar checks from the government as part of a push for slavery reparations. I'm thinking maybe it's because the, most of the people of California said, uh, I'll just move or not pay taxes and you can kiss my butt. Maybe that's it. He said, this has been an important process. We should continue to work as a nation to reconcile our original sin of slavery and understand how that history has shaped our country. Yeah, we already do that. I, I, we even learned about slavery when I was in high school and, and elementary school. And, and even then we thought it was bad. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. Dealing with the legacy is about much more than cash payments, he continued, arguing that the state would need to focus more on breaking down barriers to vote. 
Oh, shut up. Bolstering resources to address hate. Enacting sweeping law enforcement and justice reforms to build tr- safety and trust. Strengthening our economic mobility. All of these are actually uh, faculty lounge gobbledygook and promises that he has broken and uh, Democrats never, fa- never ever uh, follow through on. And then there's also this. California is launching a new snitch hotline to report hate acts and hate incidents, including name-calling. Yeah. Gavin Newsom and the California Civil Rights Department announced the launch of California versus hate through a hotline. The Californians will be able to snitch on their neighbors for committing hate acts, which the service explicitly states does not always include violence. So your speech could be restricted and you could get reported. Kind of like what they tried to do with COVID. When you had friends over in your backyard and you could call the police and say, hey, man, they got more than eight people at their house and they're not standing six feet apart. A hate incident a hostile expression or action that may be motivated by bias against another person's actual or perceived identity. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's also protected by the First Amendment. I'll throw that in there, even if you hate it, because unpopular speech is the number one thing that the First Amendment was there to protect. Perpetrators may be motivated by different discriminatory biases, including but not limited to. Okay, this is where it's faculty lounge nonsense. Some uh, hate incidents include refusing service, derogatory name-calling, denier, transphobe, and bullying. The Newsom hotline explained it's an unequivocal message that hate will not be tolerated. And I'm just going to tell you right now that if this hotline, when it is publicized, I am going to encourage everyone, everyone in my audience to call it every day every single day and report all the ways that you as a conservative are subjected to hate speech and silencing whether you're called a homophobe whether you're called a transphobe whether you're called a denier whether you're called a weather i want this i want this hotline to blow up day one so it becomes so overwhelming the number of calls they can't respond and they realize the folly of this nonsense how about that i think it's a good idea Oh, this was kind of funny. I didn't get a chance to play this. This uh, Ian Michael Chung uh, on uh, on Twitter played part of this uh, big uh, reparations uh, meeting the other night in Oakland where you're talking about all the millions of dollars that need to go to people who failed in their lives. And I'm not saying all black people. I'm just saying it's, it's basically saying because of uh, uh, your, the color of your skin now, everything you've done in your life is completely erased because it's all somebody else's fault. So you've got a criminal record. It's not your fault. If you uh, if you uh, have uh, uh, you know uh, you dropped out of high school, it's not your fault. If you if you don't have a job, it's not your fault. If you're addicted to whatever drug, it's not your fault. If you're homeless, it's not your fault. It's all the man who lived 160 years ago. Yeah. And here's one guy. He took it to a new level at the meeting the other night. He said that you know uh, five hundred thousand dollars isn't enough. Million dollars isn't enough. He said if you adjust for inflation, the uh, the price of forty acres and a mule. All right. Now think about this. If you take a 40 acres and a mule, even though California was a free state, never had slavery. Uh, and in fact, uh, slavery was actually illegal in uh, in many of the colonies before we signed the Declaration of Independence. That said, oh, and yeah, and then most of the people in the country came after the turn of the century. Uh, so they never had anything to do with uh, slavery at all. Um, that said, uh, here's a guy who said that 40 acres and a mule in 2023 dollars is $200 million a person. The equivocal number. From the 1860s for 40 acres today is $200 million. Oh, $200 million. Let's get a, write those checks to everybody. 
for each and every African American. You're not supposed to be afraid. Well, you're still talking off the microphone there. There you go. Okay, you're back. You're just supposed to tell the truth. Okay. You're not supposed to be the gatekeepers. You're supposed to say what the people want and hear. Yeah, okay, $200 million. We'll get right on that, uh, the $200 million for you who've failed in everything in your life, and now it's somebody else's fault, even though the state wasn't a slave state and all. You know, honestly, it's just so stupid. It just is, is so stupid. I, I mean, I started questioning this years ago when they started saying that I was white supremacist or I was uh, white privileged growing up in poverty on a farm, uh, never questioning about, uh, you know, uh, for instance, farmers in the Midwest never, never said, hey, you know what, I only want to produce beef for white people. I only want to plow these fields and, and work my fingers the most for white people. And all those coal miners in Appalachia who, who die very young uh, digging up coal so people in New York City can keep their homes warm, uh, you know, they certainly, they were like, I'm not going to send this coal. I'm not going to dig this coal unless it's for white people. Or about all the kids and all the people in New York, all of the, all of the Europeans who lived in the barrios in New York in the turn of the last century in absolute filth and poverty. Is that privilege too? What about the greatest black faces in world history being almost exclusively from the United States? What about that? Where is the Jesse Owens of uh, Hungary? Where's the Martin Luther King Jr. of Chad? Uh, Where is the Oprah Winfrey of of, uh, Ukraine? You know, I can go on and on. Honestly, it, it's such an insult to the great history of, uh, of African-Americans in this country. This is Thomas Sowell. Uh, he is an intellectual. He's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man talking about slavery, the original sla- sin of slavery. Pay attention. Slavery has been a universal institution for thousands of years, yeah. as far back as you can trace human history. And what we're looking at is if slavery is something that happened to one race of people in one country. When in fact the, the, the still happening in China, the spread of it was around the world. In, ni- in 1776, which is when Adam Smith published *The Wealth of Nations*, as mm-hmm. well as when the United States got started, he said that Western Europe is the only place in the world where there is no slavery. Uh, and even in the Western, even the Western Europeans had vast numbers of slaves in the Western in, Hemisphere, yes. but not in Western Europe itself. And so if you're going to have reparations for slavery, it's going to be the greatest transfer of wealth back and forth uh, and between and, 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 and cross hauling. And what it is really is covering up failed Democrat policies that have destroyed the black family. What? You can't say that. Oh, yeah, I can. I've been saying it for 30 years. I've been saying it since I was in my 20s working at a music station in Columbia, Missouri. I knew it. I could see it. I could see it. I could see it. Let's go to Paul in Catonsville. Hello, Paul. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today, bro? Rob, uh, as usual, excellent program. I've heard words such as buyers, thieves, criminals, political tools used to describe these miscreants uh, in our government, be it the FBI, CIA, you name it, Department of Justice, all of the bums. But one word I haven't heard used, and I think that they are, and I think they ought to be tried for it, is traitors to our country yeah well i think that any time that you uh, allow an unfettered invasion of our country from the southern border any time that you have the cia and the fbi interfering in elections uh i would consider those th- things to be at least treasonous or traitorous acts uh you know and and, and uh you know so i agree with you 
when you said the purpose of the Democratic uh, Party's purpose in allowing this unfettered immigration into our country, to, uh, I, I screamed. I screamed so loudly because I thought, this cannot pass. This cannot happen. We have to, we have to defend our country. Yeah. I agree. Paul, I, I noticed in the subject line of your call, it said you're afraid there might be a civil war. I got to tell you, I believe that the deep state and the Democrat Party would go to a civil war to prevent Donald Trump from being the president. I think they'd go that far. They've done everything they can in the meantime. Well, there's, and, only, one, uh, excuse me. Go there's ahead. only one problem with that. They'd have What's two that? nations. One on the West Coast, one on the East Coast, and we'll take everything in between. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, Paul, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I do believe that we're in the middle of a great awakening, and, and I do believe we're going to turn this around. I really do, Paul, but the, the thing is we've got to stay on it. We've got to stay informed. We've got to say no. No to the nonsense. Call it out, and don't let anybody say that you can't have thoughts on something, you can't have an opinion on something, and you can't call out when you see something that is very, very wrong. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's The Rob Carson Show. I haven't spent a lot of time on the E. Jean Carroll uh, settlement verdict, whatever the hell it is in New York, because it really doesn't matter. Uh, it's nonsense. It's all been nonsense from the very get-go. And I opened the show by saying there's more evidence that I was sexually assaulted by Bill de Blasio when I was in New York the last time in one of the display windows at Macy's than there is uh, E. Jean Carroll being sexually assaulted by Donald Trump in a uh, department store in 1996-95. Not sure of the year. Honestly, just just nonsense. This is kind of funny. I had to. I had to this is uh, this is E. Jean Carroll a couple years ago, and I remember uh, thinking about this. I thought, Wow, is this woman drunk or what's going on? But here she is talking to Anderson Cooper about the alleged incident. I feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries. I was not thrown on the ground with a radish. Is that what she said, or is she just kind of in a little, uh, you know? So many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Uh, not the word that comes to mind when I think of rape. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk. This is where he's, or, uh, 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 Anderson's getting a little uncomfortable. Here. What are you doing here? What is it? I think we should take a break because it's getting kind of weird. Talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> hey, you're pretty fascinating to talk to. Say, uh, kind of handsome. Too. You know, it kind of reminds me. Remember uh, Gilligan's Island? Let me just uh, do a little shout out to you boomers and Xers out there. Remember Gilligan's Island when uh, when uh, Gilligan would be there and Ginger tried to seduce him? And, and Gilligan, rather than going, well, I would have gone, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Uh, hey, uh, Skipper, um, stay out of the hut tonight because, you know, done deal. But, you know, instead, uh, Gilligan would get all nervous and weird like, oh, oh you know, and then Ginger would be like, oh, rubbing up against him and everything. Uh, that's kind of what this reminds me of here. It's being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll uh, talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, I think we need to wrap things up with some comedy. This is brand new from Jim Gossett, featuring Tucker Carlson about going to Twitter. Tucker is my name, and it's a crying shame that Fox let me go, and they gave me the axe. It had to be Jefferson Their ratings Starship. keep on dipping, their audience is slipping, <laughs> as people leave Fox and go to Newsmax. I work there. Fox News was crazy to fire me. The dumbest move in TV history. <laughs> Fox News is crashing, Mm -hmm. they gotta know, I'll bury them with my Twitter show. Or he could go on Newsmax still. Murdoch's or dumber than Jeff Zucker, dumb to fire Tucker, nothing's gonna stop me now. (laughs) Their ratings keep on sinking, bet Rupert is drinking, nothing's gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me now. If you'd like to see Tucker on Newsmax, look just... for me on Twitter and look for Fox in the dumpster. Uh, <laughs> yes. Just go to. Uh, <laughs> Jim is like genius. Go to. Uh, uh, just text the word event to 39747. Event to 39747. Back to wrap up the show in just a sec. CNN tonight, must-see TV. I know, it's weird coming out of my mouth as well. Have a glorious day. The podcast will be up shortly. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. It's epic today. God bless you. Till tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See you then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.